0: And welcome in to the Empire Dynasty League podcast, episode 17 on Thursday, September 29th, joined, well, first of all, I'm your host, Ben, joined by my co-host, Hod, how are you?
1: Very good, Benny. You missed joined as always, because that's as always.
0: It is, ever reliable. The other bloke just went off and had a baby, um, and we've got to say a massive congratulations because since our last podcast... We have uh, welcomed in the youngest listener to the Empire Dynasty League podcast, old Riley. So congratulations to Keeney and Krista. Very exciting news coming out of the old EDL family there.
1: Well, bring back the crystal ball. We predicted the baby would come after that last pod. We did. Should, should call it Krista ball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we also didn't record last week just to make sure that that was absolutely accurate. So uh, no, congratulations. So Exciting times at the uh, the Grouse household. Not so much for his team, but um, more so for his actual day-to-day life at the moment. Um, we'll kick it off with a bit of news, shall we?
1: Every newsman in this city's laughing at us. And I don't like it.
0: And we didn't get to talk about it last week, but uh, the old Eliminator pool takes another scalp... So week two elimination here because we missed out last week. Jake, we didn't get to touch on this hot. I don't know if you saw this, but Jake was the uh, third casualty in the eliminator pool. So that's three out, nine remaining. Yourself one of the victims in week one. And week one's always that tricky one because, you know, you predict a team to go a certain way and players to go a certain Mm -hmm. way. Have a guess who Jake picked in week two.
1: Well, if I know Jake, our good old mate, Have you you got the music drop? You're so vain. Because he would obviously pick himself.
0: (laughs) Bit of hubris, old Jakey boy, picking himself against the executioners. And the executioners, just like they do in this eliminator pool, mate, this is uncanny. Like, you name your team after a guillotine and the amount of fucking heads that this team's chopped off, it's ridiculous because it went the other way last year. I reckon he eliminated probably about seven teams who picked Scoot to win last year and he lost. And I reckon he's responsible for two of the three eliminations so far in this season.
1: Well, I mean, the eliminator, going out early, as I did, is uh, one thing to be ashamed of. But then to go out early, picking yourself, Ooh. That's, a, that's a double whammy. In a so division Jake's, game. This season has not started out too well for Jake. We'll dive into that a little bit more. Uh, actually, we'll dive into it in a couple of little segments here in perhaps a trade that went down.
0: Absolutely. Before we get to the trade, let's just quickly touch on there were some uh, pretty big injuries actually last week. So start with your boy, old McCorkle Jones with a high ankle sprain. It didn't look good. It was right at the end of the game. I have a feeling it might have been the last play that the Patriots ran. Uh, lineman unlucky. rolled over his onto his ankle. Just, yeah, didn't look good. High ankle sprain. How are you feeling about that?
1: Well, he was my boy. McSnorkel not anymore Ooh. he's, <laughs> he's Keeney's boy these days but um, oh, yeah that's
0: right shit yeah I I, forgot all I did enjoy
1: Um, <laughs> I did enjoy the press conference he just said look uh, Bill Belichick will take care of all the injury news and then he came on today and said yep injuries we're on to Cincinnati so yeah. he's uh business as usual Bill but Sterling Shepard is a bit close to you Ben
0: yeah I watched that one that you talk about when you watch an injury and it never looks good. I don't know if you saw the footage. He literally ran in a straight line. The defender was nowhere near him, and as he pulled up, as he slowing down, he just jumped up in the air and clutched at his knee, like just blew his ACL. Um, not changing direction, just decelerating. So, not good.
1: No. And speaking of uh, not good, have a have a look at the Miami doctors, will we? Because Tua (laughs) obviously looked like he got knocked out. But uh, to their credit, they've uh, confused everyone and said it was a sore back and got him on the field. But To their credit, maybe, he looked absolutely great. So maybe there wasn't a concussion. He's a bit uh, wobbly-legged for some other reason.
0: Have you hurt your back before? I've hurt mine, and i tell you what, it doesn't make my legs turn into rubber. (laughs) It's kind of the opposite, usually, when I hurt my back. I I can't fucking move, and this guy was just like flopping around all over the place. So I don't know about that one. It was a bit ridiculous. Uh, JT's got a toe injury here, and... Keeney's just a little bit concerned because he dropped $100 unopposed fab on Dion Jackson. So uh, I don't know if he's been reading a lot more news about the JT situation there, but he's yeah he's blown his load, if you will.
1: I, I, d- I don't know uh, what news he would have seen, but even so, if there was a sniff of Dion Jackson... Not sure that 100 fab would have been required to get the job done for the third stringer, but uh, perhaps he does know. He's got a... Well, he does have a bit of time on his hands, but he doesn't, but we'll uh, we'll also get to that a bit later.
0: <laughs> uh, what about oh, Another one of Keeney's boys, Dalvin Cook's dislocated his shoulder again. Um, he's sort of questionable for the week, but might miss a week. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of think that he could miss this week, but he should be right for the rest of the season. What do you reckon?
1: He did this last year or similar. Um, yeah, he played as well. He didn't miss a game. He played he? through. Played yeah. through, but um, I think it'll be the same. He'll play through, but it'll be a significant risk every week that he could do it again and then ice up for the year. That's that's where he's at, which is pretty unfortunate.
0: What are the odds that uh, straight after it happened that Scoot just came knocking on Keeney's door? and slid into his DMs just saying, hey, you know, I've just still got Alexander Madison here, just in case you're interested. He would just be pestering him constantly, I reckon.
1: Well, these are the handy players to have. I mean, it's it's in redraft. Obviously, they carry a lot of weight, these handcuffs. But um, even so, obviously, Scoot thinks in Dynasty, he can just weasel in and <laughs> shop them around.
0: And the last one is uh, old Jonathan Swift, as he's so affectionately known on this podcast. Uh, just with a shoulder injury, also I believe, yeah, shoulder. Um, so he's he didn't practice. He looks doubtful for the game as well.
1: Who is Jonathan Swift?
0: <laughs> don't you remember that, DeAndre? Oh,
1: yes, yeah. Oh, now, now oh, it oh, rings DFF bell. just um,
0: knows his players so well, Jonathan.
1: That's right. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think this is too much to worry about. I think they were just uh, riding the hot hand with the better running back in Detroit.
0: <laughs> Who has him, by the way?
1: I think, uh, yeah. Well, again, no, themes just, galore in just this just episode.
0: Smart GM. Uh, well, speaking of smart GMs, a trade did go down, and that was between your good self and old Scooter Magruder. Um, run us, or do you want me to read it out and then and then I'll get to your thoughts, shall we? So yeah, go for it. We saw Scoot getting both the QBs from Washington, Wentz and Howe, and Hod taking away a twenty twenty three second, which is Jake's, and a 24 first, which is Matty Max. Uh, so yeah, talk us through who approached who, how did it go? Has it been going on for a while? Give us the insight.
1: It sure has. It's um, yeah, Scoot approached a while back. Um, he's obviously got the Washington receivers in McLaurin and Dotson, so perhaps an appeal there. Uh, but yeah, he did. He approached me a while ago, and we've sort of we left it for a bit, and then it sparked up again uh, for me, obviously. Jake's not had the best start, so those picks are getting juicier every week, uh, but plenty of time for him to turn it around, so we'll see how that goes, and I was keen to get a first back um, at some stage, which uh, regardless of where that'll sit, I think this far out, they're all appear- uh, appealing, but there is, um, if we can touch on Scoot side for a second, there is, there is a world, uh, <laughs> ironically, where Madison is starting sooner rather than later. And there is a world where Jamal Williams could be starting sooner rather than later. So if you add those two with Wentz in that soft quarterback room now, has Scooter set his sights on a late push for this year? Do you think, Ben?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's every chance. Like we pointed out, his scoring hasn't been too atrocious. And yeah, he scored sub 100, but he did have Jamal sitting on his bench with a 23 and and the likes of that. So uh, yeah, shoring up, that QB spot a little bit more. Now, Wentz has been a bit of a roller coaster, but yeah, I think if both of those players can start and Dalvin Cook, yeah, will he probably play through and that will be annoying, but he could get a few weeks. And even without um, actually Swift being injured, Williams is getting the goal line carries. It seems in the first three weeks there. So they're both handy players. And, and I think, Everyone has proven so far in the first couple of seasons in this league. You just make the playoffs and see what happens from there.
1: Correct. It's just just so happens that that Bo Callahan division is uh, definitely the strongest uh, this year. Looking at these scores, um, also record
0: record wise, three and zero, and then three one and twos. So pretty yeah, even.
1: It is. So it'll be uh, interesting to watch the executioners roll this out. This plan that. Only he knows what he's doing. So, um, but yeah, always fun to have some trades in the league.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's, uh, let's get into last week with some reviews. Let's
1: move forward amicably.
0: First of all, you're throwing too many big words at me. Okay. Now, because I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. Watch your mouth. And we'll kick it off with the first one, which is OJ's legal team defeating the Johnny Unitas haircuts in a very, uh, close call here. 119 to 110, um, I just wanted to touch on out of this is the haircuts he mentioned in the off season, the high variance um, and whether or not that's a good thing. I I think of his team as nothing but high variance right now. And that just has to be because he's got no floor with his QB room. Um, And when his strength of his side, which is his wide receivers, when they don't show, when they don't put up massive numbers, you get weeks like this where he puts up 110. What do you reckon?
1: What I reckon is 110 is a bloody good score. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're spot on. His, his receiving core is so good that we've been accustomed to the first two weeks where he, I think he was scoring 150 plus, 160. Yep. Um, and that's that's on the back of these receivers. They blow up for 20 to 30 points easily. Um, so yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's It's an interesting team to watch on the week-to-week basis. You never really know what you're going to get. Yeah, so.
0: like, I mean, Geno Smith uh, and Davis Mills are his starting QBs for anyone wondering or playing at home. So, a, you know, like a great week for Geno is an 18, uh, which might be like a down week for some of the top end QBs. And, a you know, a great week for Davis so far has been 15 in his first game. So, not unbelievable. And it's at a point where you'd have to consider playing one of your additional wide receivers, because he had Drake London and Alave on the bench, which we'll get to a bit later with his team. But he's going to get to a point where surely that's a more appealing option at the superflex spot than Davis Mills putting up a potential nine.
1: Absolutely, which which would challenge all of the superflex leagues um, scoring. But there are, yeah, it's a it's a decision he's going to have to make on the week to weekend, especially when it gets to the pointy end, if he keeps going the way he's going, um, those decisions are going to be crucial.
0: Yeah. And then for Jake's side here, I've just got probably my only thought here, because it did come down to the last game and Barkley had a nice little touchdown run, which safely put him over the line, I reckon, in about the third quarter of that game. But it was a bit slow going and it looked like it could have come down to the last quarter there. Uh, I just think, should Jake be worried about... um, having to rely on Derek Carr as his number one QB. I'm going to keep in the theme of QBs here, but, you know, Jake came on this pod in the off-season and he spoke about, you know, his potential, um, the heights of this season, or I guess his goals that he's setting, and that's making a push for another title. But I don't know, when you got Derek Carr as your number one QB, he's good and he's sturdy, but is that going to get it done? And then is he, once again, like Manny, going to have to rely on Barclays and all these other players putting up monster scores every week to get him through.
1: I think um, Derek Carr sitting at QB twelve on the year. I'd I'd take that every day. I don't think they've even been close to hitting um, all cylinders at one time. It's some new players in there, um, new coaching staff. I I don't worry about him at all. I would I would look for him to push to that mid middling tier one. Um, halfway through the year and, and see what happens. Uh, and Kirk Cousins, I, I I think their quarterback room's just fine. Um, I don't think they're going to lose you the weeks like we just were talking about with Manny, but they probably won't win him either. That running back room will probably take care of that.
0: Mm. Once again, though, high variance, hoping that they're going to both put or all put it together, I guess, all of his four gun running back. Well,
1: look, the other 11 teams of the league don't have the luxury of Mahomes and uh, Lamar.
0: No, no, I'm not making this. You don't have to make this about me, but that's... Uh, oh, but if you want to, on, let's man. go. Come on. Uh, <laughs> right, let's move on to the next game, I reckon.
1: Uh, we have the Prestige Worldwide with a 108.6 taking the chocolates uh, over Pappas Punisher's 73.8. So we've flagged a player here, Curtis Samuel, Um he has been on fire to start the year. He's he's probably he is the wide receiver three at Washington, behind who we talked about before, McLaurin and Dotson. But he has come in there and is firing on all cylinders. And we have to touch on the trade, don't we? Yeah, look, well, or- he's not
0: he's scoring pretty well. He scored only a nine, but yeah, the, I wanted. To, I just looked at his targets alone. He's had 11, 9, and 10 targets in his first three games. So that is that is some healthy stat lines to have there. But yeah, the trade, just a straight swap. Curtis Samuel for Corey Davis.
1: Corey Davis scored on the weekend though, didn't he? Or was that the week before?
0: Uh, give me one
1: sec. We'll I think weeks two done. and three have all mashed into one for yeah, me. Yeah. While you look at that, uh, let's speak about further value but for the opposition here, uh, Mariota. We uh, haven't been too kind to him over the off-season, I would think it's fair to say, but we have to give credit where credit's due now. He's uh, stuck with him, Papa, for, for all this time, and he was around 21 pick in the startup draft and now returning some nice value.
0: Absolutely. He's, um, he's just been a steady a steady player for considering he, he had no value really last year to have, you know, decent value. That's it's nice, especially for his team's that He doesn't really care. He's just watching his players become more valuable. Um, Corey Davis did have a touchdown last week. But, yeah, not looking like... Uh, age-wise as well, 27 versus 26, 5 for Curtis Samuel. So, I don't know. Just a questionable trade. But speaking of... Yeah, go.
1: Just before we do move on... Um what week are we throwing out there? when do you think Mariota gets shipped to a possible contender who might need some quarterback depth? I don't see him being of any value on Papa's list for too long, but yeah. he is, as you said he's gaining value every week as an asset so could he be shipped to someone
0: Oh, you've got to think i mean we've we touched on uh the we touched on the haircuts just before um at how shaky that QB room is. He's got plenty of assets to throw. He would just have to throw something remotely juicy Pappas way to get him interested, you'd think.
1: Mm. One to watch.
0: One to watch indeed. Uh, What about this? Talk about a team to watch. The Gym City Stallions just ripping out a 150 again and taking down another off-season darling, the San Diego Demons, with a pretty poor 115 out of him. Uh, He'd be pretty disappointed with that list, putting that up. Uh, I've just got here. Jalen hurts. He's he's looking like the real deal. Uh, and it hurts me to say that. Because, hurts me to say that. Oh, ho, unintentional pun. Um, yeah, because I traded him to Jim. And my main concern when I traded him was just he was getting fantasy scores, but he wasn't passing the eye test. Uh, in real life, and the team wasn't really playing that well when I got rid of him. They're looking unbelievable at the moment, Philly. That offense looks great. He's scoring well. He's got more confidence than I've seen so far, and it, it it feels like the team has his back now. So that is just an absolute steal of a pick for Jim. There, it's
1: great, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I've I've been fairly high on Hertz for a while. I my my eyes lit up um, when Jim said he wasn't overly convinced uh, when he had his season preview, uh, but yeah, he'd be glad he stuck with him because he's paying dividends and and what you want to do actually is you want to go and watch his doc. Uh, That's where my interest sparked a few years ago. He's got a very interesting story and there's a good documentary on him. Um, He is a leader of men and that's now coming to fruition um, with the Eagles so it's good to see.
0: Mm, Nice, I'll have to check that out. Um, For me, on Camo's side, just Justin Herbert, he didn't look... I mean, he got through the game. He had 45 attempts or something like that. Uh, he's clearly got that rib injury, and it clearly is affecting his game because that offense just didn't look like their regular self. Um, ribs, I don't know. I don't feel like a rib injury and being a quarterback uh, is a good match. Correct me if I'm wrong there, but it nope. just seems like that has to surely limit his ability and what he can do. He did pull off a ridiculous throw across his body running downfield for like 40-something yards or something stupid like that. He's going to pull that out every now and then, but yeah, it was his lowest score in a very long time, 15. Just, it's got to be disappointing. For Camo's team, he needs he needs Herbert scoring 20s every single week plus for him to be competing, I reckon.
1: I think you nailed the word in limit or limiting, but I'm I'm more concerned that it'll be the coaching staff and the offensive game plan that they limit for him. I don't think they will uh want him to be risking the season. It's it's not one of those injuries that um is gonna knock him out, but he has to play through the pain and they're gonna want to get on top of that earlier um rather than later. So yeah, I think I think the game planning will be limiting him for a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I mean, luckily, Camo does have some QB depth there, but he's got Tua and Matt Ryan in the team at the moment. He would much prefer Herb over one of those two blokes. You could guarantee that. Um, You pointed this one out here, which I really like, the old Devonta Smith revenge game that uh, Jim has just rolled out Devonta Smith for a 26. uh, And then the ultimate flex was Keenan Allen, who was the other key part of that trade, just sitting on Camo's bench there. Riding the pine, so that's got to feel good for Jim, and then to absolutely belt Camo in the process—that uh, is, it's a very nice result for him.
1: There's nothing better than the revenge game. It's extra motivation as the next, <laughs> the next that, game. Too. He, this guy, loves motivation, but uh, he was on the losing side last week, and we'll get into this. This is, this is a good storyline that's playing out. The straight cash homies, one twenty-two. Knocked off the grouse with a one fifteen. Now, what I was thinking with this, Tim, Tim's knocked off the number one seed or close to with a one twenty two, and I'm thinking, is he the flukiest dynasty manager going around, or is he just Keeney's kryptonite? Benny, get into some of these stories, will you? So, Tim gets a win with a one twenty. Cops Keeney's lowest score since uh, he scored a one fourteen in week ten of last year. Can I can I let you have a guess who that was against?
0: Uh, look, the way you're building this up, it, it couldn't be, could it?
1: It is. So, <laughs> he's done it again. He's, uh, <laughs> That's phenomenal. Kenny's actually- averaging close to 160 over the last season if we add it all together and he's popped out a 115 and a 114 in his last two, but there's more, Ben. Before before I go on, did you have something to throw no, in there? I was
0: just going to say, if you had have just quizzed me on what was Keeney's lowest score for last year, I would have said 130. I wouldn't have even thought that he scored under 130 at all and to pull out no, 114 against him.
1: You don't need to see the scores. You just look at the sketch. Whenever the straight True. cash homies are there, that's the lowest score for the Grouse. And then just to add insult to the wound here, the Grouse cannot get past the homies. 14-3. and three. The Grouse is over the regular season the last two years. Three losses have all come against him and the three lowest scores over that time period. If I know we call him Moss, but he might be Moz from now on because that that's what he is for the Grouse.
0: That's kryptonite. Um, I'm convinced. Exactly. That is ridiculous. And I, I will I will just add that that last little point that you put out there, the record and everything, that's come directly from Keeney in his notes here. So Hod and I were delighted to think that Keeney's got... So much time on his hands now with a brand new child to take care of that he's gone a deep dive over (laughs) his record over the last two years and who the losses have come against. But the guy loves stats. What can you say? Um, All right, we'll move on to the Park City Lions, 171, defeating the Executioners, 96. Um, Yeah, look, this was a formality in the end, and I was always confident when I saw that Scoot's eliminator pick was me to beat him. Um, So that kind of told me where he thought the game was at. So I thought, all right, he's not going to try and pull out any crazy, crazy things here. But um, yeah, Khalil Herbert was in it, was the most fascinating watch. And that to me is just Monty had the ankle injury, um, played a little bit. I think he only had a few snaps in the end. I don't know his snap percentage off the top of my head, Uh, but he pulled out a one and... Um, Herbert was the highest scoring running back of the week with a twenty nine. So uh just shows that like last year he had seventeen percent Monty snap and three Very attempts. Low. So he clearly wasn't good to go. They put Herbert in, Herbert was the hot hand, they just went with it in the end. Um but yeah, just he did this last year. Monty missed a stretcher games, Herbert came in, looked absolutely capable. Do they have to look well, I don't know, this is a hypothetical, but do they look at maybe splitting the carries a bit more and making it more like that Denver style with um, Melvin Gordon and Javante Willi- uh, yeah, Williams, um, yep. where it's a bit more 50-50 just to make sure that these players, like in a real-life point of view, they are actually seeing out the season and not having that crazy workload. What do you reckon? Is that a possibility or am I just – is it wishful thinking from the – Khalil Herbert Honer. It's
1: it's not wishful thinking because you've got to remember back to the offseason there was talks that Monty doesn't suit this offense in Chicago. Were they trying to ship him or are they just not happy with him? We don't know. What, what will hurt you, I think, Ben, um, in terms of the split splitting the carries, is they're just no good Chicago. So there's there's no advantage in them trying to preserve. Monty and Herbert for the long stretch of the year like Denver foresee, I think. I think they they should be there come the pointy end and that actually will serve them well into the playoffs where I don't think this really matters for these two when they're going to be picking at the wrong end of the draft. So, yeah, it's an interesting one, but I I definitely think they like him. So, Mm. when they like a player, I think they'll feature him in some way.
0: Uh, The last point I just want to bring up is Devontae Parker actually had a great game in the end and everyone was sort of wondering of who that wide receiver on the Patriots offense was going to be he Had 10 targets, five catches, 156 yards, um, just a monster game. And then unfortunately old Mac Jones goes out on the last play of the game. So Scoot can't even rely on him potentially building upon that with, uh, who is the Patriots backup coming in? Yeah. So Someone, I going to um, say it's I, old I, bald I, mate, isn't it? He's fucking been there forever.
1: It's Brian Hoyer, and if this isn't a vote of confidence, I'm pretty sure the league has left him on the bench. (laughs) I don't think anyone's picked up old Brian. So So,
0: the third string running back in the Colts gets 100 Fab Dollars, and uh, Brian Hoyer just sits there waiting for his moment. Absolutely. So that's got to be disappointing for Scoot, um, just when it looked like plenty of upside for Parker there.
1: Yeah, well, we don't know how long Mac Jones will be out for. I think quarterbacks, if any, of any position are going to come back sooner with a high ankle versus all the skill positions. But, um, yeah, Devontae looked phenomenal. I saw the highlights of that game. And if you didn't know it was him, um, you would have, you would have thought it was one of the top receivers in the league, just mm. the catches he was making.
0: Very nice. All right, next game.
1: Next game. Well... Wasn't this a, a barnstormer? The DFF with a 113.44 respectable score, <laughs> defeating the Humding as a 38.44. Oh. Now, now, I am a glass half full sort of guy, Benny, so I will run with this. <laughs> it is the lowest score ever in the league's history, which means the Sonny Weaver Junior Division once again takes home a trophy, Benny. Oh, And they stay there. <laughs> there we go.
0: That's the anthem was, of the Sonny Weaver Junior Division now. Surely getting a
1: bit carried away there, uh, but yeah, that's what we do. We uh, we win, and I know it really shits the rest of the league. <laughs> so, um, what I will, I'll keep the glass half full. Um, the only th- good thing to come out of the game was the best uh, position in sports. Two young bucks emerging for the Dingers. Ballinger, Benny. Now, second in targets for the G-men, uh, which is very which is very encouraging. But it's my boy Jelani Woods, the big six foot seven Clutch. sprinter, with two tutties, including the game winner against the Chiefs. So this is this is exactly why they drafted him in the third round. All of his college tape is end zone, end zone, end zone, and he's uh, popped up in week three, which is probably a bit earlier than what I would have thought. But this is the real. The real talking point. He gets a lot of mentions. Cole Komet, Benny. Hallelujah. First points of the season. Sitting pretty with six (laughs) on the year. But then we'll just just branch this out to the Chicago Bears because Mooney's added three to his illustrious total of 4.7 on the whole season. This this is a little party pie in chicago to extract points from it's it's way too small which begs the question or actually we're going to we're going to uh we're going to go to that a bit later aren't I we like that. but it it does uh it it just leads us into the quarterback position and just how many opportunities there are for these skill position players it's not pretty at the moment for the DFF and two players that he loves
0: oh and you wouldn't know that he likes those players you wouldn't have heard him just drop their names and you just the guy has a Cheshire cat grin on his face whenever their names were mentioned in the off season because Mooney and Komet, that's all people spoke about, and he just sat back quietly, smiling, nodding.
1: Well, you mentioned he dropped their names. Well, he may have dropped them looking at his week four lineup, so maybe he's had enough Ooh. of the Bears. But let's get on to one of the better segments going around, shall we?
0: We shall. That's the power of love. the power rankings coming at you this week splitting in half not thirdrence uh
1: what do you want to nah. do do you want to be bottom nah, 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 or top nah. be a bottom or top bottom or top no 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 why don't we go bottom then top then bottom then top we could oh. do this all night benny <laughs> okay so Oof. i'm going to start with get a bit sweaty. <laughs> i'll i'll start shall shall <laughs> all i all right go so the ding is of course with a 38 they're not going anywhere and anywhere anytime soon they're uh, sticking at number 12. Pappas punishes. This is going to be the race. Well, hold on. The no, you dropped
0: the... from 11 in our last powering. It's a, it fascinates me that oh, you even moved from Oh, this is because it's from... Um, two weeks ago.
1: From two weeks ago, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, I have dropped, and I don't think I'll be moving anywhere. This nah, is going to be a cemented. fascinating race for the number one pick between these two teams, where uh, currently, it may have changed after that little trade, but currently, the max points for were split by one point. So... Uh, Good luck to the two of us. Now, the other one to round out this little bottom sesh is the Bayside Executioners at number 10. So uh, there we go. Who's next?
0: We'll be interested to see if uh, the Executioners start to move up after that trade. Time will tell. We've got the number nine spot, the DFF, who dropped from 10. Uh, No, that would be an increase. I believe, if you go from a rise from 10 to 9. The legal team sitting at 8, which surely is not how they foresaw the start of this season to go. Uh, Dropping from 6 to 8 there. And the straight cash homies at number 7. Another team that would have seen themselves, especially after knocking off the number 1 dog in the league, just sitting at number 7.
1: Yeah, that just, I love seeing that. The the legal team and the DFF, neck and neck in the power <laughs> rankings. That has to hurt, Jake. But we'll move into the top half and the prestige worldwide. Just going about his business okay, but moves up two spots there into the top half here with a 2-1 and one record. And interestingly, though, the San Diego Demons are sitting fifth here, have dropped with a two-and-one record. But number four is Johnny Unitas, who is scoring well, but has a one-and-two record. Mm. So he's, he's the only one in the top seven with a losing record, but sitting pretty with on points.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it is early days, so record only says so much, where clearly people are looking more at his scoring potential, and we spoke about that potential. Um, sitting in at number three here. It's a fascinating watch at the moment. The grouse, who have gone from I believe one to two to three, just a bit of Goo Goo Dolls slide, if you will, happening on the grouse uh, there.
1: What? Well, that's very good by you. But what I will, uh, <laughs> what I will question here is: Has Father Time caught up with him already? <laughs> He's oh. gone from top of the table. Had the young one, and now, bang, bang, two weeks, down to three.
0: This might genuine, for anyone who's trying to compete with Keeney, this might genuinely be one of the few times that he's got a fair distraction on his plate that takes away from a bit of his fantasy deep diving that he clearly does. So he's just sitting at number three, and talk about giddy-up. The Stallions here at number two, they are 3-0. and They are only one of two teams to be undefeated, and this guy is up and about right now.
1: Oh, up and about. Can you imagine? Bex at home would be going, who is this seven-foot partner of mine that is strolling (laughs) around the household? He is absolutely (laughs) standing pretty, he is.
0: Oh, shit. He is the first to reply to everything in the chat right now. He's just, he's shit-canning everyone because he can, because his team's dominating.
1: And I I probably should have mentioned there, I said seven-foot standing horizontally. That's... (laughs)
0: Very good, and that uh, that must mean the number one team is the Park City Lions. Also at three and zero, pulled out the uh, biggest score of the week one seventy one, and doing just fine with that lack of bench there. Jake,
1: <laughs> dare I dare I say it, flying under the radar a little bit, Ben. Just just going about your business. Um, Can you'll, pro- you'll be in the top three most of the year, but I just feel like Jim's just overshadowing sh- you a bit.
0: Can you fly under the radar right. when you get voted number one in the power rankings?
1: Absolutely, you can. I, th- I think it comes with expectation is what I'm getting at. Ah. Um, but yes, I think you're just quietly going about your business.
0: Well, I'll try and be a bit louder like Jim, uh, but let's get on to the previews. Well, well, I said, with all due respect. That, no, that doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say to me. Sure, sure as heck does. No, no, it doesn't mean
1: the that. Geneva Look it
0: And our week four previews brought to you by Odell's Mowing. Surf before you turf. Hod, why don't you kick it off with the first game for us?
1: I shall. And thank you to Odell's Mowing. Surf before you turf. We will kick it off with the grouse. Versus the San Diego Demons. This is also known as the Demons Derby, because these two fine Melbourne gentlemen uh, love each other off the field because of their red and blue alliance. But they won't be loving each other this week, and this matchup is all about the quarterbacks, but for very different reasons, which we'll dive into now. The Grouse <laughs> need a bounce-back game, underscoring. From what we are accustomed to, you'd have to agree, Benny. Mm-hmm. But look for the quarterback room to drive this one for the grouse. Stafford and Russ need to chuck the apron on and start cooking because they are both outside the top 20 quarterbacks on the on the season. We would not have thought that going into this year. And oh. Russ...
0: I've added it's this in. This is what Keeney just uh, made a point of this. He paid up three first-round picks for Russell Wilson, which is looking like huge overpay right now, considering where he's at.
1: Well, it's not looking like it is a huge overpay, but very, very quickly can turn this around. And and they are, like, stinking it up. I've watched two of their games yeah, it's Bad. Um, to see how Judy's going, and the whole offense looks horrendous. The offensive line's out of sync. Russ doesn't look like Russ. Um, They did squeak out that win, I believe, the other day, but it's really not pretty at the moment. So I think it it can turn around quickly, and and this is the week that the Grouse will be wanting it to happen.
0: He'd want to turn around quickly because when you have an off-season where you get traded to a team, you have those clips of yourself doing those ridiculous gifs of let's go behind the green screen and then rocking up to training in your own jersey, and then you start the season like this, he'd want to pull his finger out very soon, otherwise this is going to be embarrassing.
1: Speaking of someone who has pulled his finger out this year, Tua, we talked about him earlier, but, um, the demons will need him to play on Thursday night football, which is tomorrow. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely one to watch there. He's, he's been on fire as that dolphins offense has been. And, um, this is, this is where we're getting at before, but for very different reasons. Tua's under an injury cloud, and we've talked about the Herb. This lingering rib cartilage looks to be affecting him. So hopefully for Camo, he can uh, chuck the painkillers in, Herb, this week, and they can put up a fight because this, is, this looks like uh, a pretty enticing matchup for the league this week.
0: Mm, and one that... Uh- yeah one that would be fascinating if Keeney drops another game here to just go two and two in the first four games. I don't think anyone would have predicted that. so be a fascinating in fact for both of these teams to be two and two after four, I don't think many people would have thought.
1: No, and I, I should uh I got carried away with Odell's mowing, but um, I surfed before I turfed the uh, the figures here. I should have uh, gone through them, but the the league, convincingly thinks the Grouse will get the job done with an 87% uh, favoritism there. But it's only nine points in the uh, projection difference mm. and Sleeper has it a lot closer at 54 to 46%. So thank you, Odell. I will uh, not forget that the next time around.
0: Don't forget to surf before you turf. We'll move on to the Gym City Stallions taking on the Punishers. Uh, and this one... The league is is pretty overwhelming in their thoughts there, just 100% to uh, the Stallions. And starting to follow the theory of, I think, everyone's eliminator pool pick, uh, which is just pick whoever's playing, either yourself, Hod, or Papa, seems to be the ongoing trend. Um, And I don't know, can we have like a nine-way draw if this works out for everyone? (laughs) Keeney will have to uh, figure that one out. I don't think he thought... Draws could be possible in this eliminator pool, but time will tell. Um, yeah, the off-season darling, or aka the twenty twenty-two three dark horse, looks rock solid. Second highest scoring team, uh, and looks to stay hot against a man who has been sh- has not been shy in voicing Jim's inadequacies when it comes. No, that,
1: that was a that was a mistake of ours. That was when uh, I had Manny there oh, in the in the preview, but um, you made me look like a yeah. fucking
0: fool, mate. Rod oh, yeah, Ron Burgundy-style just reading.
1: Yeah, you are. Got him.
0: Got him. Absolutely got him. Um, now, nah, well, then I'll just talk off the top of my dick because <laughs> this game's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we got... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, like I said, 100% of the Stallions and Sleeper sees it pretty much the same, 71%. And he's 138 projected to 94. So, an absolute whitewash here. Uh, uh, when when Papa is starting the likes of Squir- Neck for the Rams, I think that says all it needs to say. And who the fuck is Ashton Doolin?
1: Hey, he's uh, he's our great special teamer who's he's getting on the field at the moment.
0: Well, he's getting on Papa's team at the moment. That is, that's an awful lineup. Um, should we talk about fields here, or or should we save that? We did say we're going to talk about the Bears' offense. I mean, Justin Fields. Is this for later? Am I am I jumping the guns here, or is it safe to talk about this now? No, no, Okay. No.
1: no, this is what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, is the number thirty one QB on the season?
1: Mm. There's thirty two teams. Hod. It's very concerning. <laughs> um, it's so, I, are you getting at something here?
0: I think you should take it because I've I've just. I don't know what I'm reading at the moment.
1: Just- well, it's when you're talking off the top of your dick, I don't blame you. But is it time to bench uh, Justin Fields? That's where you were getting that, at. That was the point. Benny. You're
0: right. That's exactly what I was <laughs> <laughs> I even wrote don't that worry. Point.
1: Don't worry, mate. I've got you. So, as you said, QB 31 on the year. Just to put that into perspective, Benny, as you gather yourself, the Mariota who is also on PAPA squad, is playing very nicely. QB 14, very serviceable. And Daniel Jones is QB, uh, QB 17. Mm. But he continues to roll out fields and he's sitting there just inside the top 32 QBs. So is he going to bench him or does he play the others over him? It's it's an interesting one, but it's very concerning, this Chicago offense led by the second-year starter.
0: Yeah, At what point does uh, Papa have to be disappointed with that trade? Cooper Cup for a first and Fields. Now, I I know he needed QB help, but if right now Fields turns out to be an absolute bust, and I'm not saying he will be, but Cup for a first, even as an aging player, that's an absolute steal for Jim um, if that's what it works out to be. And if he just happened to jump off a sinking ship in Fields... I know it's a long way off and it's probably a situation where Chicago is looking at just trying to get this kid along and play more of a running game, not put him in the deep end too much of, uh, you know, having absolute shocking games because he's not really got any high volume as well. 17 attempts, 11 attempts, 17 attempts. That's fucking nothing in this day and age. This is like 1980s style games that you used to watch
1: You've touched on the concerning part there is even last week, for example, against Green Bay, the, the game script was perfect for him. They were behind and he still only had 17 attempts. So uh, it's it, very interesting. Like we've talked about the skill position players are going to be affected by that small party pie, but he can he can run with the ball and he's still not generating the fantasy points that Papa would probably want to see. So um, to... To your point earlier, though, is it a bust? We will not be able to even talk about that remotely until probably the end of next year. This is still a rebuilding year for the Bears. They're going to pick high again, get him some more support. So I think, yeah, another season and a half, that's when we'll be looking to judge this trade. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, so, probably, that's probably enough talk for Pappas' team that's putting up those scores at the moment. Let's move on to the DFF against the Bayside Executioners.
1: This is uh, one of the better rivalries that we have in the league, in all of sport, I reckon. And Scoot chips in. Mm. Who knows after this latest trade. I think he fancies his squad with a couple of, uh, couple of running backs there that might see some more action and um, just adding a QB. Who knows? But what we need to talk about is uh, Steph's wins tally. So mm. he's got the first one on the board last week. <laughs> that what? He'd want to get that
0: one out of the way he would just score yeah. 38
1: <laughs> 38 yep he got it hey you can only beat who's in front of you that's and that's true. what he did that's so true. if we do them a quick math that leaves seven and a half wins was the over under yep. he's got seven to go out of 11 seven 11 and let's run through the sketch, Ben. Let's do a quick projection and see if he'll get there.
0: All right. I'll run you through here. So he's, we know he's got Scoot this week. What do you reckon? Just off the top of your head, win-loss for DFF. We'll go with a win. Okay. It's a close one. its I reckon that's a 50-50 style game. In fact, just quickly, what did the league have this one at? They had it at 37% to the DFF, uh, so 63% to, to Scoot. So the league sees this as a bit more one-sided. Uh, Sleeper has it also. Just a little bit more in Scootsaver. But I reckon that's, that's gettable, that one. Then he goes to week five. So there's one win, according to you. Then he goes to week five against the Grouse. What do you reckon?
1: That nah, loss. Okay. So still on two.
0: Still on two. Then he goes to the Punishers here in week six. You can only beat what's oh, in front of you.
1: He'll get that one. So however, he goes to three.
0: However, that's also his lowest projection. Is that that's potentially a buy? The buy start Populence. in week six? six? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. All right. So it might be a bit of a tricky matchup, but let's just say he gets through it.
1: He's under three.
0: He's under three. Week seven, the prestige worldwide. He's bum buddy.
1: Oh, yeah. The prestige will find a way to collude and get him a win for that one. So that's four.
0: Yeah, let's call collusion. will factor in there. Week eight, the legal team.
1: Oh, this is power rankings eight and nine. Isn't that's, it?
0: that's not happening. Jake is... He's steadying the shape. Jake's winning? Yeah, that's that's a win to Jake. All right, fine. Absolutely. So that's still on four. Week nine, the Park City Lions.
1: I think that'd be a whoa, loss.
0: Can I just call this, though? It's got my projections at 85. I might look into that. That could be uh, the 49ers bye week, just off the top of my head, considering I've got <laughs> half their roster <laughs> in my starting lineup. So I think you'll cover it. Sneak out a, a one there, but let's say a loss then he's got cool. the haircuts in week 10. Lost
1: sensible. Very he's cool. probably he's probably the haircuts would be 6 and 2 by then and probably trade away half their list so <laughs> we'll give him a win.
0: Oh fuck. Okay. A sensible win there for DFF. Week 11 puts him up against uh the straight cash homies.
1: Straight cash homies will take care of business, That leaving him at five wins on the year.
0: Sure will. Week 12 puts him up against yours truly, not me, but you, the humdingers.
1: Whoa. I don't know. Oh, all right, we'll just give him that one. Six.
0: It's getting close. Then the Demons, week 13.
1: The de- Hang on. He's got the Moz over the Demons. He does so hang on I've got six wins here is that's that's after his first win isn't it
0: I don't know you were doing the counting mate
1: <laughs> so he only needs one more win I believe
0: and he's got the demons and the stallions to finish the season so oh
1: how good is the sketch? you
0: did give him you did give him the haircuts win I don't know about that one so it could genuinely come down to he needs to win the last two games against the demons and the stallions that could make for some very entertaining watching.
1: There you go. Anyway, a bit of a fun exercise, but we'll continue on with this matchup for this week. Scoot's quote. If it, Hang on. Is this Scoot's quote or is this Steph to Scoot? This is Scoot
0: to this Steph. This is Scoot's quote. Yep. Righto.
1: If anyone points out that my DFF matchup comments could mean a Dallas loss, you can tell them that I'm okay with a Dallas loss, as long as Wentzie goes sick and I beat the DFF, the Henschke are more important. This is a theme here, Ben, because do you want to rattle off the reply quote from the DFF?
0: <laughs> this may be some of his finest work, and I want to do it justice and read it without laughing here, but this is... Uh, this no, is you have to laugh. Steph's opinion here or his thoughts is... Mitch Trubisky will will be Mitch Trubensky after this week's ski. Where's my That
1: <laughs> That is some of the DFF's best work. And now <laughs> I spoke to the DFF this morning, and have a guess where he is, Benny.
0: Oh, where is he? It is he in his bunk room again.
1: Yeah, bunk room, rape dungeon, whatever you want to call it. I think he calls it the cottage. <laughs> But yes, he was a left alone to his thoughts out there and he has given us probably his biggest reply he ever has given the doc. And he's come up with this gold material. So I think he should be out at Lakes Entrance on the weekly. Uh coming out with that stuff. He's, that is brilliant. But I will finish got it more off here. If you want me to read yeah. it. Uh yeah, well you're on fire, so Carry on.
0: Don't know about that. The Steelers fans are chanting his name. Put Kenny in, Mike. We'll leave the executioners very thin at QB. P.S. The executioners inquired about young Kenny this week, and I politely said he is not up for trade because we all know the DFF's secret to long-term success. The DFF's number one rule. Number one rule to secret of success. Yep. Trade as little as possible. There you go. So... Sounds like he was after Pickett before he was after uh, Wentz there, Hod.
1: Mm. Well, I, th- I think the rumor mill might be coming back because I think Scoot's inquired about a few quarterbacks. So mm. glad I got in when I did. But continue you hi- cont- uh, <laughs> considering you hijacked my game there, and very <laughs> rightfully so because you nailed it, Uh, I'm going to take this next game, and it is the OJ's legal team versus the Prestige Worldwide. This is another great rivalry in this league. A genuine barnstormer here, Ben. The first champ versus the second champ. But before I go on, we must honour Odell's mowing, surf before you turf. Let's let's get this back to Odell because he has sponsored this segment, giving it 50-50. The Oof. the league thinks six four six against the legal team or the prestige, whichever way you want to go. But sleeper has it in the favor of the first champ, the inaugural, one thirty eight to one twenty nine, giving him a slight edge. So, what do we think here? Can can Jake's running back room? This is what we think. Can they keep up with the prestige uh, worldwide's quarterback room? This is going to be the massive battle here. It's, it's two heavyweights for their own respective rooms. So, Kanaji Harris, he's just plodding along, I think. It's fair to say for Jake. Uh, he needs a big first game of his year. But if you add him, you got Saquon, you got Lenny, you got Ezekiel. That's a solid quartet. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is?
0: That is correct.
1: Oh, it's a quartet quartet up against the Dublay tassels um, and Joe Burrow. So this is going to be a good game. I know these two, they don't like each other. If anyone, I know uh, the prestige of blacklisted Scooter, but if he ever blacklists another person, it will be Jake. I can guarantee you that. What do you think? Any quick thoughts?
0: No, just like you said, he, he's going to want his big name running backs to step up here because Saquon, the bloke that he traded in, just sitting nice at the number one RB overall, the number nine overall player on the season after three weeks. So talk about looks taking great. on that risk, as Jake pointed out. It's, uh, it's well and truly paying off for him because that's ridiculous returns. And I can't say I'm unhappy being a Giants fan to see this guy performing at to where he was drafted in real life.
1: He looks awesome. Looks very next
0: good. Guy. Uh, next game is the Johnny United's haircuts taking on the straight cash homies here. Um, sorry, before I just jump into our thoughts, we will consult Odell's uh, mowing here. Surf before you turf. The stats just have the league seeing this go to the homies at 63%. Uh, and Odell sees it similar fashion there at 136 to 126 projected. So, Uh, Yeah, just slightly towards the old straight cash homies on the back of their massive win against the bunnies that he has over the grouse. Uh, For me, it's CMC and Kamara. I just look at at Tim's lineup here and he's got those two massive names. Um, And yeah, he'd be happy to just see CMC healthy, but I think they're not getting the job done right now. You've got CMC running back 11 on the season. Right now, I think that's... For his standards, you would say that's massive unders, but for where he's been the last two seasons, that's a pass. RB 11, absolutely. So we'll call that a pass right now. 55 on the season is where Kamara's at. Uh, And he missed week two, I get that. But he's pulled out a six, missed week two, pulled out a six again. That's pretty shithouse from a bloke who was picked as a First-round starter pick, uh, just even in redraft this this year, went as one of the top six running backs in the league. Uh, this is pretty horrendous. And this is a guy who was looking like being suspended for the first half of the season and got away with that. So what's going on? What's up here?
1: Maybe, maybe he suspended himself. <laughs> He's just got the guilts. Um, but I, I look at uh, CMC here. I'll be 11, a bit like Derek Carr earlier. I'd take that. He's been unfortunate with touchdowns. He just hasn't had one yet. He's getting the super high usage we're used to. He's getting the yards. He's just not getting the touchdowns. But what he also isn't getting is the love from Baker. Like seriously, you you go in there, why wouldn't you throw it to your best player? He's averaging three or four targets a game and Baker's not exactly setting the world on fire. Like it's really not hard. I really think these guys overthink a lot of what they do. Uh, So just throw him the ball, see what happens. And I think Tim will see those points uh, come in pretty quickly.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Tim gets Mike Evans back after his absolute brain fade suspension that he had. So that's a nice addition for him. Um, But yeah, just to that position for the haircuts, he's like I mentioned earlier, he's got Alave and London sitting on his bench just starting to prove that they could be the real deal there. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the Atlanta game. Actually, both of these games, these guys looked like the number one uh, receiver on their team and it was their third game ever. So very promising signs when you draft these blokes. Uh, There's a a reason I think why London went in real life, the first wide receiver off the board. He looked awesome. Um, And yeah, so did Alavo. So just absolutely promising signs here, but Manny also, just in his notes, he brought up a very good point. We've got the London games happening this week. So the 12.30 London kickoff into red zone in this matchup with every sensible haircut uh, um, could be done by 7am on Monday morning here for this matchup. So it'll be a fascinating watch.
1: Well, speaking of done, I just I can't let this one slide. So Mike Evans is... One of the bigger prima donna wide receivers in the league. He is an absolute tool. And he you could argue that they've they have lost to the Packers by one point. A huge game yep. could be the difference this year. The, the Bucks aren't setting the world on fire. If that comes down to the end of the year and they miss out on um, the playoffs or a, a seed that would have helped them get to the Lombardi, you can look back at this game and he's missed it. Could have made a huge difference, could have got him a win because he's just a dickhead. And he's done it three times and it's always against Lattimore. Mm-hmm. Um, Lattimore gets it under his skin and he wins every time. He shuts him down. And I just thought it was really poor. And I, I I watched Brady in that game, super frustrated, and I can't help but think he would have loved to have Evans by his side instead of bloody Gage and whoever else they had running around. No one.
0: Brashard Perryman and all these likes. Um Absolutely. And the other thing with it as well is I think it's the second time now that that Evans has, has been ejected from a game with Lattimore, got the suspension, and Evans has come flying from 20 yards out and absolutely hammering Lattimore. And somehow Lattimore also gets suspended in these situations. And I for the life of me, can't figure it out. And I don't know if you saw the most recent one, but he came from the bench, absolutely targeted Lattimore, and Lattimore seemingly just sort of, was part of a of the scuffle and gets a week for it. It just blows my mind how that is fair. Hmm. doesn't make sense. Um, all right, let's finish with the last game, shall we?
1: we which one of us well, want to run with this one?
0: We've saved the best for last, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> game of the well, week. what I will say is uh, actually we will respect Odell because we really don't need to run into this game too much. It's a waste of everyone's time, but it's not a waste of Odell's who order packet into this week's show to get a mention. Odell's mowing surf before you turf. But who have we got? Oh it's a hundred percent to you, Benny. It's pretty much doubled my score. But Sleeper still gives me a 15% chance of winning this. That's what mm. I like to see. Thank you, Sleeper. But here's a fun fact. At week three's pace, it would take the dingers a month to churn out your score from last week. A month. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But speaking of churning out scores, you've got a big Nick Chubb, I can see, and you've been talking at the end of it all this episode. Um, but he is absolutely starring in what I would call an overachieving offense with the brisket. What do you think, Benny? He's
0: he's doing okay. He's doing far better than I expected, and not only from uh, a running game point of view, but also throwing to Amari Cooper. Uh, Amari had a shocking... Week one, but I think he's wide receiver twelve on the season after three weeks. So that's way over what I expected with um with the old brisket throwing in the ball.
1: Well, who would have thought he's worked out the simple math? Let's throw it to my best receiver. So Baker, take a hint, mate. Throw it to McCaffrey. But just just to be clear, overachieving offense. what I was getting at there is Chubb is starring when there was a path where he might have seen eight, nine defenders in the box, and I really worried about yeah. how he was going to go. But he's basically matchup proof. He's still averaging five or six yards a carry, probably seeing more attention than what they used to with um, Brissette at the helm. But yeah, just you'd have to be pretty happy with RB two on the year.
0: Yep, absolutely loving where he's at. Um... Yeah, and hoping that he can keep it up, but that's probably all we need to really say about this matchup. Is there anything you're even looking for? I mean, you've got no QBs, so how's that? What do you, what
1: do you mean I've got no QBs? I've got Taysom Hill.
0: <laughs> Is he, Can you put him in your QB lineup?
1: Well, he's in my super flex QB spot.
0: Put him in your QB lineup then if he's your QB.
1: All right, well, I'll get back to you on that. I'll, uh, I'll see if I can work some magic with cool. father of the year.
0: Yeah, call Sleeper, see if they can change his status from tight end yeah. to QB. Uh, but yeah, that's it. You got, you're got you actually having to start Dak Prescott with a zero there. So
1: Yep, wishful thinking, but he's a chance this week. We'll see. It's,
0: it's a bold strategy. Let's see how it uh, pays off for you. And there you have it. Another week in the books. With just the duo here, um, I don't know. Do we have the heart to tell Keeney that we've had nothing but our best numbers with him not on the pod? So I don't know how we break the news to him. Maybe if he's listening, he might be hearing that now. But uh, oh,
1: he'll be listening. Don't worry. He'll—he's probably listening live somehow.
0: <laughs> he's just found a way. He has found a way. But once again, congratulations to the great man. Hopefully, we'll—we'll uh, we'll hear him back on the airwaves soon, and we can call it. Uh, Two, Three guys, a baby, and a podcast. I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with a catchier name. <laughs> yeah,
1: throw out to the sponsors for next week.
0: <laughs> but uh, no, a very exciting week four coming up here. We've only got two undefeated teams, which means that it is a wide open competition for the rest of the league. And it's only three weeks. And yeah, we've gone through our division games, which sort of paints a picture for how these divisions are going to pan out. But it just means that the, uh, the next chunk of the season gets very juicy hot.
1: Absolutely've we've, uh, we've managed to get through what three so we're coming up to the first quarter of the year. maybe we'll do a little um, summary of where where the divisions are at next week. who knows what we'll do. We sort of we came up with something a little bit different tonight Ben. Um, wonder if the listeners even can tell we just blended it in beautifully but, um, yep. yeah Same it's uh, good to be back after a week off and uh, hopefully, I reckon there's a little chance that we might see the big fella back with us next week. Who knows? We'll uh, leave that one. But looking forward to it. Uh, The season's shaping up very nicely, and this is another big week for a lot of teams. So good luck to all. Podcast over and out.